1: EaseWellness.com for the CBD. Ease.com. And as always, the promo code's ham.
0: Yep, guy. And it's it's a hell of a deal. You get $20 off your first purchase. Over $50. Free delivery.
1: Michael Thomas, John, the highest paid receiver ever, unless you count, you know, actual dollars he's promised.
0: (laughs) Are you with me? And I get why Schefter... And I get why they all say it. Because the team wants them to prop it up too. Like the, the team doesn't want Michael Thomas to think he got fucked. I mean, we we sat down with Parag. they are very, very insecure. Uh, they never, unlike the other sports, I feel they don't want to act like they're fucking yeah, the players. They're
1: very sensitive, I would say, to it.
0: Very sensitive to it. And rightfully so. So the team's like, yeah, say he's the highest paid guy ever. Do you know what I heard today? That his number is actually not even nineteen. Like, it's basically like a base of 17 and a half, 18. It's with incentives it gets to 100. But they countered, be like, well, Odell's actually not 19. It's really 16, whatever, with incentives. Which, again, to me, all that stuff's fluff. All I know is that Odell's number was higher than Michael Thomas's number. Like, and it's $4 million is a pretty substantial amount of money. For especially a year later, when all we ever hear is, you know what the next round of contracts? It's going to be more. Well, it's not the way it works here. So, like
1: one way it was, I've seen it written a few different ways. Like here's one from the USA Today: the contract's worth 100 million dollars and includes 61 million dollars in new guaranteed money, the most in NFL history for a player who's not a quarterback.
0: Well, what's Odell? He got new guaranteed money, 65 million. Because Michael Thomas guy had so no guarantee. I don't gar- know what they're he, going on. So there's. He was a fourth round pick. Yeah, I just I don't now, know what they're going off of. Here's where it maybe gets a little confusing. Like, if the $65 million guaranteed to Odell, he was going into his fifth-year option, do they factor in that fifth-year option, which is fully guaranteed, and that's part of the 65 Like, I'd argue, well, that's where the, Michael Thomas... That, that's
1: what I assume if you're saying new guaranteed money. Has any non-quarterback getting- signed for $61 million guaranteed? that they no portion of those dollars that they were getting before.
0: Which becomes a little complicated with these first round picks that get broken off, right? Because they're like Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald last year. I would imagine then their numbers, that 87 and 90, factored in the fifth year money. You you know what I thought so, when I so saw do you think that it, do you think that Khalil Mack I'd have to text someone to find this out, but it kind of makes sense. Probably that fourteen million or whatever he was going to get is is part of the extension for that total of ninety million dollars, right? It's not ninety, then plus another fourteen, so it's one hundred and four in true guarantees. Like that's because that's a true guarantee for Khalil. We're going to add, you know, whatever ninety minus fourteen, so seventy six million dollars technically in new money, but that's not really the way it's written, you know. Because like, Odell's had that money coming to him. That's part of just being good and getting drafted higher. He got sixty five million totally guaranteed. Michael Thomas got sixty one. So that's like, the only thing I see.
1: Uh, like I'm looking at Khalil's sixty million guaranteed at signing. Okay. This was yeah. going into the twenty eighteen season, right?
0: Yeah, his fifth year season. So his fifth year option and season. His
1: fifth year money was already money he was guaranteed, correct? At about yeah, fourteen, 14 million.
0: million.
1: So his sixty million guaranteed at signing was his signing bonus plus his 2018 salary, plus his 2019 salary, plus his 2019 roster bonus, plus his 2020 roster bonus. So in that case, his fifth-year option was included. So you could argue $60 million guaranteed at signing, but really it's, it's uh, uh 46. Yeah. Right, are we doing that? But he'd say, way?
0: well, I was getting that money no matter what. Because remember, that was the big argument with Cousins, where the Redskins were like, we'll give you $50 million and he's like well you're paying me 25 this year so you're really just giving me 25 in new money that's what gets very complicated about the NFL contracts unlike the other two sports is because teams love to like act like the contractors are sweeter and they're good at this cuz you never see teams like the 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 Saints in a million years would never let out like we kind of took him to the woodshed <laughs> cuz a year later, guy, if I'm Michael Thomas, the only thing I care about in true guarantees, I think the average per year is a little fluffy because you're getting all this money at guarantee you're, you're at front. So your number over the years, like Odell in 2020, next year makes like $14 million because he got that substantial amount of money two years ago. And they're just like, well, we prorate it, but you already got the cash. I want more money than Odell Beckham or at minimum more, or I mean the same. Because people are like, oh, Julio's got to be licking his lips. Well, fuck yeah, he is. Because Michael Thomas doesn't even factor into his thinking. You're not Odell's level. So I'm much better and more accomplished than Odell at 65. To me, is Julio signing for less than 75? He's like, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm one of the best players the last 20 years. Odell, he kind of signed a little more on hype than he actually did on substance. But if I was the Falcons, I wouldn't sign Julio because he's still got two years left.
1: If I was an agent, I would just come out and be like, "Oh." I mean, if I was a GM, if I was a GM, I'd come out and talk about the agent, like, "Oh God, took me to the woodshed again." Man, <laughs> these guys are tough. They are tough cookies. It's like what I <laughs> what I thought when I saw that hundred million dollar deal was how everybody in the NFL is pumping it up, and I was like, "God, a hundred million dollars!" Like after seeing NBA money, and I'm not to sound I'm not doing NFL complainer, but I was like, "God, what if you did give him a hundred? So what?" <laughs> like think about. Jeff Samarja got a hundred, you know.
0: Why? So I, the NFL 90. Network was like, they were showing rapid fire tweets just from different people, and it, it was like seven NBA players. LeBron, you know, Ohio State guy, like at can't guard Mike. Congrats! Of course, he said that he loves when people get paid. I mean, we all do. It's like, okay, LeBron, you get the bad guy, we get it. But the other one was James Harden, who I don't, I don't really know the connection. Maybe they're just buddies, but was like, hell yeah, at can't guard Mike. Don't let up now, and I started thinking James Harden, who you know probably equivalent. They, they say you know can't guard Mike, probably top, maybe the fourth or fifth best wide receiver, one of the better players in the league. Got a hundred million. James, you, every extension you signs for like minimum over two hundred twenty million dollars. You've made like five hundred million. You're still buying dinner. It's all said that. Yeah, and and your money's all guaranteed. Like, can't guard Mike. Really, just got what you get get in a year and a half. Think about that. Like, that's truly, if he dies tomorrow, that's the way I look at it. If it all ends tomorrow, what does he get? That's why I think the average per year, who cares? Because someone's like, Biddlecoff, you don't think he's going to see all this money? Well, look at Julio Jones, who signed the equivalent of what a can't guard Mike or Odell signs for now. He's already bitching and moaning, guy, and he's got two years left. And remember, last year he bitched and moaned because his number became so dramatically small so fast. So why wouldn't Cat guard Mike? I just like calling him that. It's a, it's a great, it's a great handle. handle. <laughs> that if he maintains this for let's say three of the five years, won't he be pissed off in five, in three years because well, the natural the right when all of your income goes down.
1: Yeah, when your income goes down. When,
0: when, I'll give you one who's going to get mad relatively soon is Devonte Adams, who's on one of the most team friendly. He's on the Steph Curry four for forty four. When's he going to get pissed off? Did you hear? Uh, uh,
1: Colton, the, the, the WGC, whatever that tournament was Sunday. Yeah. Colton Nost is it Nost, Nost.
0: I didn't, I just kept seeing his name or I didn't know what he is or what he's doing. I think he's,
1: I thought he was on the tour currently. He's
0: not old. I, yeah. Okay. Cause
1: he's friends with like, he's friends with the Spieth, Justin Thomas crew.
0: Did he play with Jordan in Texas?
1: Maybe Colton Nost. I mean, he has to be from Texas. And he was saying he went out to dinner because it was Jordan's birthday today, like Saturday. And they went, maybe it was earlier in the week, actually. But that they, no, I think it was Saturday. And they uh, went out to dinner. SMU. Okay. And they go out to dinner, and he made a comment on the broadcast about, he's like, you know, Justin Thomas is there. Spieth is there. He's like, there's like three guys there that were each individually over $20 million in earnings, and not one of them picked up the bill. It's like, this is bullshit. What'd they do, split it? Well, I don't know. Maybe somebody else. Maybe Justin. But the point was, like, there was a bunch of rich guys there, and somebody else paid. Maybe that restaurant Uh, covered uh, uh, it. An agent. I don't
0: know. Well, I'm looking at Colton Nost. He's got two career wins on the Corn Ferry Tour. Okay,
1: so maybe he doesn't have his PGA card, or what?
0: Yeah, so it was probably a big deal for him playing in the tournament. Was he a top? No, 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 no. He was one of the analysts. He was on the broadcast. But he is on the PGA. That's
1: why I was confused.
0: Yeah, I mean not really because he's he's never played the Masters, he's never made a U.S. Open or British Open cut. I mean he hasn't been on the tour even playing in tour events now for several years.
1: Well, it's I what I'm looking at is he was top 50 at the RBC Canadian Open and 59 at the Rocket Mortgage Classic recently. Yeah, FedEx Cup ranked 230 for 2019. Maybe he just yeah, wasn't so maybe, in that event. I don't know.
0: All right. Anyway, your my, uh, your
1: turn to go to a headline. Pick something else.
0: Really quick, uh, while we're talking golf, Tyler Raber, assistant coach for UC Davis, just played in the Barracuda. He was, he spent the night with me the other night because he was like going to Monterey the next day to go recruiting. And he was telling me a story, went to dinner, and he was like, yeah, you know, he's the same age as Kepka, him and my brother. He's like, I played Kepka. We go to this tournament every year in Hawaii, and no one knew who Kepka was, but he was in my group. In college or as a... Yeah, in, in college. So it was like Florida State... It's just a bunch of random teams are over there. It's like, you know, one of the preseason tournaments. And it's like, at the time, you know, 10 years ago, we're all 18, 19, 20, whatever. I'd never heard of him. And I play with him. He's like, I shoot fucking 73 or 74, not great. He blasts a 65 with ease. And I look at my, I guess his dad, Larry, went with him. And I looked at my dad, I was like, I don't know who that is, but I think he's one of the best players I've ever played with. And it just shows you that, you know, He's like, it was clear he was really good. He's like, now he was scrawnier back then. He wasn't a lifter. But you could just tell. he's hitting the ball way farther than all of us. And he's playing at Florida State, who at the time was really good. Like, he didn't totally come out of nowhere. Because, like, I vividly remember looking at my dad and going, that guy's going to be on the PGA Tour. Was Brooks
1: there. on the range before the event, or did he just walk onto the first tee?
0: Uh, I, I did not remember. I guess at this tournament, though, that you take carts. So like they pair you just get in the car he's like I wasn't in Brooks' cart but just funny to hear some stories about Kepka. That is. Okay, my story would be this this one hits home for for me and you. The Cardinals camp who I'll be honest, there's a little too much hype coming out of Cardinals camp. Like they are just little overcompensating like a Steve Klein being extra inviting to the media and Cliff that They're using it well, because you would just say, reading the headlines for the Cardinals, you'd be like, are they a sneaky playoff team? No, they're probably going to win four games. Same thing happened with Tom Sula. Everyone just loves it here. How how happy everyone is. The team's looking good. Kaepernick, Alden. And then we'll see. But, Keyshawn Johnson, the Fresno State receiver, who was drafted in the sixth round. He wasn't a very fast player. I guess he's just lighting up training camp. Yeah, I guess he's my start for him. So that's... Now they're dependent on. I mean, they got old man Larry, but they got Christian Kirk. Uh, they drafted Akeem Butler, the dude from Iowa State. Did didn't they? They drafted the little dude from Massachusetts, John Ursula or whatever. Donna yeah, Ursula, Isabelle. John Ursula, Isabel. Yeah, one of that guy. Is that Keishon Johnson? And who? It was. I think it's Isabella.
1: Oh, Andy, sorry. Or, or the guy with the Andy U is the guy Isabella. in the Seahawks. Somebody tweeted to me about him the other day.
0: Yes, yeah, so we got Keyshawn Johnson, Isabella, Andy, right, Akeem Andy. Butler, and Christian Kirk. Okay, just say that out loud. And and a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback. That's going to work. And I love Larry, Hall of Famer, but he's thirty seven years old. Uh,
1: yeah, same high school as uh, as Devonte Adams, Keyshawn, Palo Alto.
0: He's a pa- wow. I- I- I'm a big Keyshawn Johnson guy. He
1: broke Devontae's Fresno State receiving yards record.
0: And I think sometimes, and I tweeted this earlier today, now he ran 4'6". It's a little hard to be a 4'6 guy. But I think there's a crop of players in the NFL that fell in the draft because they did not run four four eight. And Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Juju Smith-Schuster, Keenan Allen, potentially this kid. I'm not putting this guy in that category. I mean We'll see. But just... Well, a lot of guys tumble in the draft and tumble. I mean the, the first group of guys went in the second round. But if you watch Devontae Adams in high school, or I mean, excuse me, college, I remember a couple guys texted me being like, I think Devontae and these were just scouts around the league that were just like cross checking. They didn't even do the West. But as you get close to the draft, you watch and I'm like God is Devontae Adams the best receiver in this draft? But of course he goes to combine, he runs four four eight, or excuse me, four five eight, just like Juju. Who I consumed a lot of in college because at the time USC was better than they are now. And he was just so dominant. I was like, how is Juju go pick 60? Are you guys watching football? Like, this guy should be a fringe first round pick. To me, if Nikhil Harry makes it, I think that's a good example. He's much more like all these type players. Like, why he's going to work is why these guys work. But he went at the end of the first round. All these guys fell in the second round guy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: Devontae, four, five, six. DeAndre Hopkins,
0: 4.57. Yeah, another slow guy. But he, I think he went at the end of the first round.
1: Um,
0: I remember Michael Thomas, I think, was 4.55. Five. Who's that, Michael? Yeah, and Juju can't cover was me, Mike. Four, 5 4.5. What was it? 4.56. What was it?
1: Can't cover me, Mike? What?
0: Can't, go- can't, guard, can't Mike. guard
1: Mike. Can't Guard Mike. How about the uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to be the starter in
0: Miami story? Well, that, that's exactly huh. what I'm talking about, guy of BU. Are you telling me that Brian Forrest, who's a little bit of a younger guy, like it's very old school Belichick. He just wouldn't hand anything to anyone, right? That's just, that's the Parcells way. You, it's Fangio. It's, very, it's an old school. If you got your start in football in the 70s, that's just how you'd think. You know, there are going to be some fundamental things with your career guy that won't ever change. Just relative to when you're 55 years old. And you get going up against some young guns in the business, 20. They're just going to think about it a little bit differently than you. And I'm not even saying it's necessarily wrong because let's just say that Josh Rose is dramatically worse. How could you just place him the starter? Your team would look at you like, what are we doing? I am leaving that chance to be potentially happening in Miami. But it can't be that big of a gap, Right.
1: I don't know. I mean, if he's not, if Josh Rosen turns out isn't a good quarterback, then it is a big gap because Fitz can look really, really good. Yeah. So, so I, mean, the, like,
0: I, I I am leaving the chance that there's a huge gap in practice. It's obvious you can't throw it out there or you just discredit yourself as a coach. But I do think a lot of those Belichick guys, wouldn't you agree are going to lean that way. Like you got to prove your shit. We don't hand anything away. That's not the, that's not the formula. Right because the one I would say Belichick does this better than anyone, but it's a little unique because he's literally drafting and paying the players, the The best players are going to play. Where most operations, if you're a first-round pick, like his first-round pick, there is a chance if you just suck and he realized it, he would not play you. Where I'd say any other organization, the first-round pick, even if it's clear he kind of sucks, is going to play, right? I'm even talking like Steelers, Packers, that guy's playing. I mean a role. Now he might not be a full time starter. Yeah, that's where that.
1: That's where the quarterback
0: position is different, though, right? It is different, but I also think you can sell it to the guy. Like this guy was a first round pick. How could he be dramatically worse than Fitzpatrick, guy? I don't get it. I, and here's the other thing, guy. I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt. They just fired their offensive line coach, July 29th.
1: Well, and the other issue How, that? is uh, that that's that that a happen? red flag. But and the other thing is Jim Caldwell. He's is he not back with the team yet? Remember, he. Left. Oh
0: yeah, he, well, I don't think I don't think he's coming back this oh, year. Okay, or maybe as like a consultant or whatever, but you know, cancer or whatever he has, it's, he's away. Yeah, that's not ideal.
1: Okay, what else? I think the Dolphins are going to suck. Yeah, I do too. Uh,
0: We're on limb I mean, this is I. This is a big story, not necessarily in the short term. But I think big picture, when you just say this out loud, now with so many players, it feels like Aaron Rodgers probably gets to 40. Drew Brees is 40. Tom Brady's 40. Is Andrew Luck going to be in the NFL in his late 30s, let alone 40? He's injured guy. Calf. He's day injured. to day. But he just, he's injured. And I love Luck. I know you love Luck. Most people are going to like Luck, besides Twitter trolls. He's an excellent player. And part of it's not all of his fault. Ryan Grigson almost got him killed. But it does feel like he just gets injured a lot, right? Yeah, it does. I mean, it just, it might be little nicks and bruises here. I mean, this isn't catastrophic. And he kind of laughed about it yesterday, saying, because I think Frank Reich said that if we had a game on Sunday, he could play. But then I follow some of the Colts beat writers. They said Andrew gets very, very, like the problem is not the Colts hiding injuries with luck. It's luck. Because luck doesn't. And I could tell when they were interviewing, he's uncomfortable acting like his injury is a bigger deal. It's really come from a good place. He doesn't want to act like his injury is more important than another player's injury. Because that was his thing. He's like, yeah, I've played through worse. He's like, but then he always prefaces it or you know, by, ends it with, yeah, but so is everyone. You know, like I'm no different than it. I think that makes him uncomfortable, which is, again, why I think I like him. And most people like him so much. He's like the ultimate teammate. But I. He's 30 years old. Does he have five more years in him? Well, this
1: surprised me. So, outside of 2015, which I'm not saying 2015 didn't exist. It existed. He was hurt. He he missed the entire season, right? 2015 – no, 2017 he missed the entire season. Okay. 2015 he played seven games.
0: Now you can't do- So he's had he, so he's had two compare two seasons combined where he played seven total games. Yeah, he's had
1: two seasons where he's missed either the entire season or more than half the season. So that's wow. significant. The other years combined, the, the it's five other years outside of that, he's he missed one game. Now, again, that's like saying take away five big plays and we would have won. So I'm not saying that, but
0: why well, I think he might say, well, yeah, those two seasons why I was so fucked up? My shoulder was I was getting killed, right? It was the shoulder was messed up the one year, then he played through it the next year, and then he's had reconstructive surgery on it. Yeah, Maybe also because he fell on a snowboard. We never quite got to the body, bottom of that. <laughs> and again, he treats it to me more than the organization. He's got a little Belichick to him. And it's not necessarily for competitive reasons. I think he gets uncomfortable t- just talking about himself in general. I saw one the other day. I want your opinion
1: if this is an appropriate. I'm thing
0: to say. I'm I'm I, I'm concerned because I, I I think the Colts might be the best team in the league.
1: Yeah, I think he's gonna be okay. I think he plays several more years.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm just, just something to keep an eye on